today on the news and why it matters. Rashida Tlaib is such a victim of mm, Israel. Always a victim. Mm -hmm. Always, always a victim. And uh, President Trump wants to buy Greenland. <laughs> also, special guest, Colonel Alan West nice. in the house. Thank nice you for joining us. Yeah. Gonna be a big show. Starts right now. Same size show as, as we always uh, have. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. Uh, I'm Sarah Gonzalez. Uh, Pat here thinks that it's the same size show same as size. always. It's, it's no bigger, no smaller than every day. Well, we appreciate your enthusiasm <laughs> here on the show today. Uh, all right. So Rashida Tlaib, uh, we've got a lot to get into there. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Real Estate Agents I Trust. Dot com. Um, so you guys are in radio. Mm -hmm. you, you move around a lot. Um, you've done some moves in your time yeah, as well. Few, yeah, few, just yeah. a few. Uh, so, you know, it seems like everyone and their dog is a real estate agent now. Yes. Um, Jason's dogs, plumber. Yeah. Jason Buttrell's Jason's plumber. Buttrell, yeah, his plumber, mm -hmm. which at least has some association. The dogs. I, don't, I, I would never have a dog real estate agent. I think it's a bad <laughs> you idea. You draw the line there. My understanding is there's no dogs on realestateagentsitrust.com. <laughs> Uh, not a that's all one. we need to no, say. It's like it, they're very exclusionary. It's kind of like wow. Rashida Tlaib going to Israel. They will yeah. not allow them in. Huh. Uh, so it's very sad. But uh, realestateagentsitrust.com will actually screen through the actual real estate agents that are there and find the best ones for you. So if you're moving, I know radio is a big thing because mm -hmm. you move like every two years after you get fired. Um, and um, that's a big thing. So you have to find a new place. You have to. You don't, might not know anyone in the town. Um, realestateagentsitrust.com is great for that. And if you're selling, you've got to have the best agent to make sure you get the best price for your home. So it's a great place to go. So go to realestateagentsitrust.com if you are uh, looking to buy or sell your home. Rashida Tlaib, um, always the victim, right? We've always got to find something. The, uh, the squad has always got to find something to um, be a victim mm -hmm. from. And this time it's Israel. So, uh, you it's know, a defining characteristic of the squad. Yes. Uh, like I think it's tempting to think of it as socialism, which is also a defining characteristic mm -hmm. of the squad. But really, I think more than anything else is victimization. They are always going to find a way to put themselves in that spotlight. Mm -hmm. uh, please look at me. People are doing wrong things to me. I'm always the victim. And that's why I'm here. I'm I'm suffering. and I'm trying to do my best for you. And they continually put themselves in that position in the media. I want to say falls for it, but it's not really falls for it. They embrace it and love it and advance it. Um, but it is, it's an amazing thing here because this story in particular with Rashida Tlaib wanting, and Ilan Omar wanting to go to uh, Israel, uh, then Israel saying no. Uh, and uh, then... I mean... Israel saying no <laughs> yeah. because, because, I mean, you kind of don't want us to exist. Yeah, well, right, because right, they say they want to, you know, boycott them and the BDS movement, yeah. they're involved in it. And there is a law on the books in Israel. It's part of their legal system right. that, that you do not allow people in who believe these things because fair. the destruction of our country is not yeah. necessarily something we want to embrace, which I know is a crazy <laughs> standard. Um, so she wants to go over there. She wants to, uh, they, they want to make a big spectacle of this. And again, like, it's about drawing attention to themselves. In a weird way, this is like a really a win-win for both sides because Rashida Tlaib and Ilan Omar, they don't care about going to Israel. They don't care about the Palestinians. What they care about is themselves. Mm -hmm. And they are getting all the attention and adoration from the media out of this. Everyone's tweeting about them and saying how they've been wronged. And no matter what the response was from Israel, eventually it was Rashida Tlaib gets to go see her grandmother. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, she had to reject that because that would get her more attention. She didn't care about seeing her grandmother. It was the last thing in the world on her mind. On the other side, too, with Donald Trump, 
This is great for him, too, because any way that Donald Trump can associate the squad with the Democratic Party as a whole, show them, which is true, uh, that the squad and the Democratic Party are one and the same. Uh, and while they're the most outward people and they're the most, uh, you know, they're in your face, the squad. Mm-hmm. This is what a lot of people in the Democratic Party believe today. And being able to say, hey, I'm running for president against them. Right. Not even Elizabeth Warren, not Bernie Sanders, but Rashida Tlaib, Ilan Omar, Ocasio-Cortez and the Ringo one, uh, Presley. Presley. Uh, yes. <laughs> the, the, the squad as a whole. Republicans have, have attempted to do this for a century. Right. They've been trying to. The Democratic Party is a bunch of socialists. They don't care about how much money they're spending. They are they don't care. They're not all that intelligent when it comes to these matters. And here's a squad as a giant present wrapped up saying, yes, this is exactly what we are. Trump's really smart in elevating them and showing everybody who these people are because they are representative of the Democratic Party. And the more that he can associate those two together, the more easily he's going to be reelected. Mm. Pat, what are your thoughts? I've been told I can't go to Liechtenstein. What? And I, yeah. No. Liechtenstein. I can't go. No. They won't let me. Wow. They won't let me. Well, you do have a lot of anti-Liechtenstein's tweets <laughs> I've seen at, at Pat Unleashed. I know, but, you know, it's my right, isn't it? <laughs> no, <laughs> it's not. You're right. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm a little depressed right now, and I, sh- I share their victimhood, and uh, I really feel their pain right now. I really do. Uh, it's just, it's silly. All they want is attention, and... Uh, I'm sure this is just going to fill their uh, their fundraising coffers mm-hmm. for the next five weeks or something. And, you know, I'm sure they never planned to go to Israel in the first place. Mm-hmm. So it's all just a, a gigantic sham. Just kind of like my Lichtensteinian trip. <laughs> I wasn't really going to go. <gasps> what? But, but then they told me I couldn't, and so then I wanted to. Mm-hmm. And then they so, said you could again, and you rejected Yeah. Them. I said, well, my grandmother lives there. <laughs> uh, and they said, all right, you, humanitarianly, you can come in. And, and then I said, no, I don't really, I don't even know where Lichtenstein is. <laughs> so, uh, it's a really small little place. Yeah, yeah so it's, it's tiny. You'd miss it on a map. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like an exit off the Jersey Turnpike. <laughs> Colonel, what are what are your thoughts on Well, it's very simple. Please. These are some very immature, spoiled brats mm-hmm. that they believe they can go out and say and do anything without any type of consequences or ramifications. And when you look at some of the things that they have said and some of the... Rashida Tlaib has taken pictures and been in events with known Islamic jihadists and terrorists, people mm-hmm. that support uh, terrorism activities against Israel. And for her to think that, you know, I should be able to do this and you should let me in. Well, no, we, we don't have to do that. You are speaking against our country, like you just said, mm-hmm. our existence. Mm-hmm. And so I think that really in the end, there are losers in this. And this is a Democrat party. Mm. Because sooner or later, people are going to say, I don't want to be associated with that. And this is causing a big conundrum within the Jewish community. And you think about a lot, you know, Elliot Engel, who is the chairman of the House Foreign Affairs, Foreign Relations Committee. You know, there is no reason why these two young women and all the things that they have done, they should still have security clearances. I mean, Mm. Ilhan Omar, you know, tried to defend Somali Islamic jihadists Mm. that came from her district. And we know that Rashida Tlaib is meeting with these, uh, these, these said individuals. So uh, I think that in the end, uh, by drawing attention to themselves again, they end up being the losers uh, come next November. And I hope they continue to, to go off the farm and, and draw attention mm-hmm. to themselves because uh, what they are doing, as a former member of Congress, I am appalled that they have a security clearance. They also lied 
uh, to win their seats in Congress. They also lied about their thoughts of, and feelings about Israel. Mm -hmm. They lied about the BDS movement. They lied about the one-state solution. Did they? Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, they changed as soon as they got into office. It was maybe a week after the election mm -hmm. that Ilhan Omar went back on virtually everything she said during the campaign. So... Okay, they I'm, deserve everything they get with this Israel thing. So I'm glad that you said that because my next question literally was going to be, how in the world does someone like this who's so mm -hmm. anti-Israel, who has a, an obvious history associated you know, with these organizations, these terrorist organizations, how does someone like that become elected? Yeah, by lying. By lying. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Huh. Deception. Yeah. Yep. Um, so moving on to uh, Trump. Wanting to buy uh, Greenland. <laughs> I love it. This is it's a, a great very, story. It's a very bizarre story. Pat. I love it though. I love it. I'd love to own Greenland. Yeah, it's why a, not? Is that someone like the Louisiana Purchase? A <laughs> little bit like that. Yeah, and it'd be probably the biggest uh, yeah. land uh, grab since the Louisiana Purchase, which would be nice. Now they tweeted out something, I guess, from Greenland that they're not for sale. Well, that doesn't matter. We're the United States of America. <laughs> take it. What are there? Fifty-six thousand of you. <laughs> Two F-15s could take care of that. <laughs> it wasn't odd. It wasn't odd. And they did. They did respond. Greenland responded yeah. and said, uh, we're open for business, not for sale, Mr. Mm. President. Ugh. Was an odd, odd thing to say, though, right? I just, it feels, you know, we had Bill O'Reilly on today, and he's just like, I think he's just, he's on vacation. He's bored. Right? Like, this is, yeah. this is yeah. Yeah. like being on vacation. Buy Greenland. Just buying Greenland. I mean, I, you know, is it serious? You know, probably not. I mean, there I have want been. it to be, though, don't you? I do, too. I Why not? Greenland. It's been too long since yeah. we've had a cool new purchase. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know but what it is. But you know what? That would be the perfect place to send uh, Alexander Ocasio-Cortez. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she likes the Green New Deal. Oh, send her does. to Greenland. That's, that's, <laughs> that's great. great, that's great point. Point. And I think that she'd be very... I make like her it. the president of Greenland. I yeah, like I like it. <laughs> you can have that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there is a... And this is the problem with Trump. Like, no matter what he says, he can't win, right? Like, he said, hey, you know, Rashida Tlaib, go back to your own land, and everyone complained about it. And then he's saying, no, stay here. And now they're complaining about that. Uh, there's no way to, there's just no way to win, I feel like, for Trump. Um, you know, this is, I don't think, you know, is it a real story? It's kind of interesting, yeah. right? Like, I mean, we have tried to actually buy it before. Truman tried to buy it, I believe it was. And, it, and there is, you know, I'm sure. Uh, there's some military, some yeah. Legitimate but, value to it, right, yeah, as, a, as that's an asset. One of, we, that's one of the places you land, especially when you're transitioning over to Europe and some of these long uh, deployments. But we don't, I mean, we can just stop it there. Right. Uh, Where we have the airports already. Yeah, right? we have the airport. Yeah, yeah, duty-free. You know. we, yeah. <laughs> we have an arrangement with Denmark where we can pretty much have unlimited access to, yeah. to, to it. Uh, I mean, it, would it be cool? I mean, if it was on sale, I mean, I, I think you'd pick mm -hmm. it up. Um, I don't know that we necessarily need to buy it or if it's serious, but this is the kind of thing that Trump does that no other president <laughs> would do. And uh, it's kind of, it, 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 yep. it makes you laugh a little bit. And, it, and it's funny because and I'm sure this was leaked from if not from him directly, um, uh, John Barron or whatever the game, whatever his name was when he used to call the New York press, oh, yeah. um, but uh, uh, from his people. And I think, like, honestly, this is just his entertainment. He's on vacation. He's like, I'm, I'm bored. Watch them chase their tails. Yeah, exactly. Watch it. It's a, I'll leak this, and it'll be hilarious to watch everybody talk about it for a day. <laughs> yeah, which, well, which they are. And, I, and I, we are. Yeah. Well, yeah. We are. Yeah. They are. But yeah. the, the, Mental gymnastics they're going to to try to paint him as, you know, Hitler, because he said, I'm thinking about buying Greenland. I'm like, how did you how did you go from here to here? 
because he made a stupid offhand remark that he wants to buy a place. Yeah, and Hitler wasn't about buying a place. No! no. I don't want to watch that war. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, A lot of zero dollars. Nothing zero. And over in France. Right. Denmark. Nothing. Belgium. It is one, I think, from a media criticism uh, perspective, it's, it's just... Like uh, it goes back to this constant obsession with anything that Trump does. It's like yes, there's a bias against Republicans. There's as, as, as yeah, Alan can speak to very well. Oh, yeah. There's a big time bias against Republicans. It seems with Trump though, there's just this obsession that uh, that goes above that. It's like it's uh, it's above normal. You know, it is this, a derangement syndrome. Yeah, it really is. is. I mean, I think that when he wakes up and they know that he woke up, they are already mad. Did, mm-hmm. did Trump yep. wake up today? Yes, and they just go into a frenzy. Yeah. Um, All right. When we come back, Trump made some interesting remarks uh, at one of his rallies about um, the 2020 election. And we'll get to that. Stay tuned. Um, he just, I mean, he just owns the news cycle. Yeah, yeah. He, he wants every day. He plays with them. Yeah, he does. It's, it's clear. It's clear he's playing with them at this point. Before we get back into the conversation, I want to thank our sponsor, Roman. Uh, I have a couple of friends who actually will not go to the doctor for any reason. Um, That's a lot of you men are like that, by the way. Strange stance. Uh, It works okay when you're like 25. Uh, as you get a little older, it doesn't work quite as well. It doesn't work well at 58. <laughs> um, and uh, it, it's, it's interesting because I think that's like a typical guy thing, as you said. I mean, you just kind of like rub some dirt in it and you just try to move on with your life. That's not a great way to deal with those things. Um, and as you kind of get older, there's also things, you know, like losing your hair where, you know, you don't necessarily want to go to your doctor even or maybe the doctor your whole family goes to and explain to them sort of awkward problems like that. Uh, that's why uh, I, I love Roman. Uh, it's a great uh, way to handle these things because you don't. You talk to real doctors. You talk to them online. You don't have the awkward in-person sort of conversations about uh, about those things. And if you have something that's going on and you want to get it solved, go to Roman, get it solved, uh, and it's it's nice and easy. And they just mail everything to your to your door. Discreet packaging. You don't have to worry about it at all. Uh, go to getroman.com/ywhy. GetRoman.com slash Y. They're going to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. It's GetRoman.com slash Y for free uh, to get started. GetRoman.com slash Y. Technology is amazing. It is, right? It really is. Incredible. Uh, All right. So Donald Trump had a rally, and, you know, he does what Donald Trump does, and he talks, and he, you know, says just whatever rolls off the tip of his tongue. (laughs) Um, But some pretty interesting remarks uh, from the most recent rally. Watch. See, the bottom line is... I know you like me, and this room is a love fest, I know that. But you have no choice but to vote for me, because your 401ks, down the tubes, everything's going to be down the tubes. So, whether um, you love me or hate me, wait, you got to vote for me. What? <laughs> Hold it. Okay. It's like a traditional cell yeah, for your candidacy. It's going to be down the tubes? Aren't you in office right now? That might not be something you want to promote. Um, your 401k's down the tubes. You're going to lose all your stocks, your bonds, your treasuries, your savings. You, the banks are going to fail. Uh, everything buddy's going bankrupt. You've heard about Macy's, right? They, uh, <laughs> what is going on with that? Well, he's saying, right, if, if you if. don't vote for me, then everything will go down the tubes, right? It doesn't right? sound like that, no. however. It doesn't. Well, it doesn't. And I know yeah, yeah. that that's what you're going to hear on CNN and yeah. Of course. Right? I yeah. mean, he's predicting the doom and gloom. And again, this is one of those things where 
you know, I would have been accentuating the fact that here you have the entire left praying for a recession. And I would have stood. And they are. And they are. Mm -hmm. And I would have stood in front of those people and say they are praying for you to go back on food stamps. Mm -hmm. They are praying for you to go back and struggle to take care of your families. They're praying for you not to be able to take a vacation with your kids because we've taken this economy out of their doldrums in just two and a half years and they want to take you back there because they don't want me to be the president. Mm. So really, they don't care about you. Mm. That's why you should come out next November and vote for me. Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, and some people are doing it outwardly. I think it was Bill Maher who came out and mm-hmm. said, like, yeah. I want a recession to yeah. get rid of this guy. And I, you know, the sad truth, I think, here is that if they get that recession, he will be gone. Right. Like, I mean, you know, some whoever these candidates on the Democratic side are terrible. Mm-hmm. But you have a you have a recession situation during that right around that election time. It's yeah. going to be almost impossible for Trump to win. I mean, you know, he's at. Look, he's, he's done a lot of really good things. We've praised him many times, but he's about about 42, 43% approval rating with the good economy. Mm-hmm. So, like, if that, mm-hmm. if that economy tanks, he is going to be in massive trouble. And it's going to be someone like, you know, if it's Elizabeth Warren, We're we are in serious oh. danger. Yeah. But see, that should have been the approach yeah. that he should have taken. You're right. You know, and, and just sometimes, uh, you know, the entertainer in him yeah. can mm-hmm. get in the way. Yeah. And, and I think that that is where he needs someone to kind of say, hey, uh, Mr. President, you need to stay down this path. And this is how you need to make this point. Do you, do you worry, too, um, that it's we wouldn't necessarily have to be in a recession. We would just need the media to portray us as being much worse off than we really are. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. everyone watches. They're going to listen to what the cable news mm-hmm. you know, is telling mm-hmm. them. And if cable news is doom and gloom. Mm-hmm. Even if that's not in you know actuality how bad things are, it can be effective. It's hard. I mean, it's hard to 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 lie your way into a, a recession. Um, I mean, you know, like we go. This goes back. We kind of go back to the Obama <clears throat> years and, and coming out of the Bush years. I mean, the last you know two thousand. Seven, two thousand eight, and even to the two thousand four election, you saw them talking about how bad gas prices were. Remember how that was like the mm-hmm. biggest story in, in the nation, mm-hmm. and then they like triple under Obama. No one mentions them. Well, that's the point. Yeah, I mean, they can. They, they never, can they never say anything about a bad economy when Barack Obama was there. Yeah. And let's let's be very honest. If it had not been for the Fed manipulating interest rates, we would have really seen how bad that economy was. But a guy that never made it to two percent GDP. And now we have, what, 2.3, 4, 5, 3.2% GDP, and they're trying to press us and talk us into a recession. That's the message point that the Republicans need to be pushing about. These guys hate him so much that they hate you. And they want to see you uh, become dependent upon them once again and live in a horrific economy. What do you think, uh, Colonel, of his his comments that you you can like me or not, but you have no choice but to vote for me. Uh, you see, that, <laughs> coming from a, how our system works. Yeah, uh, <laughs> coming from a military perspective, that's kind of like the tyrannical commander saying, "I'm your commander. Mm-hmm. You're going to do whatever I say." I, I, I think that leadership should be inspiring. It should not be based upon you know any type of you know punishment. Mm-hmm. You no, know, you don't have any other choice. Yeah, we do have a choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think that again, he needs to be able to stand there. Ronald Reagan was the guy that rallied you to him, to his message, to his policies. I mean, this country felt good about Ronald Reagan. And so I want to President Trump to get to the point where people feel good mm-hmm. about him being the president. And so when he drops that grenade on his foot, sooner or later, you're going to run out of toes. Yeah. Pat, mm-hmm. do you agree? Oh, yeah. Um, it, 
it would be a catastrophe though if anybody but him is elected. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, That's why I, I do have another choice. They're right. just not good. Yeah. In fact, they're they're catastrophic. I, if any of these Democrats get into office, I I really fear for our country. They're socialists. It's bad. Yeah, yeah. I don't well, think you call them Democrats anymore. You have to. Call they them are them. socialists. Yeah. Yeah. And you see what happens if you come out uh, and uh, overtly criticize socialism. You're John Hickenlooper. Right, you're right. Out. Yeah, you're gone. Yeah. Done. You're yeah. Delaney was yep. Delaney. Delaney. Uh, he's going to be next. Yep. Yeah, yep. he's at zero. All these yeah. guys. Every like you look, you watch those debates, <clears> and there are moments where you're sitting there going like, "Guy kind of sounds almost sane." Like Delaney in that last yeah. debate was actually oh, pretty good on a lot of things. Yes. Um, now I think he's far to the left of everyone here, but like in comparison to the room, he seems like sane. And mm -hmm. what what happens? What's the result of that? Yeah. You're out of the. You, you get. You're not. You, there's no You're place in the Democratic Party for you anymore. Right. And that is a. That's a. That's a big change from just a few years ago. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, speaking of the uh, all of the Democrats running, there's a report out that Joe Biden, the Biden campaign, they are considering scaling back. His uh, public speaking appearances mm. over uh, mm -hmm. his it's nap recent, time. Yeah, his recent <laughs> gaps. Um, let's take let's take a look at some of the most recent ones. And the other thing we should do is we should challenge these students. We should challenge students in these schools to have advanced placement programs oh, in these schools. Great. We have this notion that somehow if you're poor, mm. you cannot do it. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. Oops. Wealthy kids. I really mean it, but think how we think about it. We choose unity over division. We choose science over fiction. We choose truth over facts. So, folks, if you're interested, join me. I could use the help. Yes, you could. Must defeat this president to change the trajectory of this country. When the oh. kids from Parkland marched up to, and I, 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 I met with them, and then they went off to up on the hill when I was vice president. They went off the hill no. to go into those neighborhoods. All those congressmen were like, no, I'm not here. I'm not here. I, I'm not. So since he wasn't there, he made that up out of whole cloth? I mean, what is the deal there? What hey, is that? Stu, yeah, yes. what was that link for Roman? <laughs> Please send that link to Joe Biden <laughs> so that someone can consult with him in privacy. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> very, very good point. It is a good point. I mean, I legitimately am You're worried concerned. about it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, look, he's always been sort of gaff prone. Um, it it feels different here. It mm. feels like he is slowing down a little bit, and he's not, you know, Biden's style, and one of the reasons I think he is generally actually somewhat effective as a politician, is he does kind of feel like he's talking off the top mm -hmm. of his head, and he can relate, and, and he is his style is rapid fire. That's not a good style when you start when things start slipping mm -hmm. away, mm -hmm. and you see that. Like I mean, I don't know. Some of them are inexplicable. Some of them I think are just he's just fumbling his words. The Parkland thing is strange. Like I don't know if maybe he meant Sandy Hook. Maybe he was. I don't know what he meant there, but, you know, that's a really strange type of mistake. And it's the type of mistake he's made before, you know, saying FDR went on television. and uh, Or was it? Yeah, well, I can't yeah. remember. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't, yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't remember the exact quote, but it was something about getting all the timelines wrong. Uh, he, you know, it, it's tough because, you know, if there's, an, if there's an advantage for Biden when it comes to campaigning, it's that he's good in these rooms. It's that he's good walking around and talking mm -hmm. to people off the top of his head. If he can't do that, What's the case for his candidacy? Mm -hmm. If you have to hide him, it's not like yeah. he's the most crazy liberal or there's not like a, a great argument for him when it comes to a camp, you know, uh, voters. What's his argument is the person that he is. And that's how he's been effective over the years. And the fact that if you have to pull back from that, you're pulling back from the entire package. And that may be why uh, Elizabeth Warren just pulled ahead of him mm -hmm. by 11 points in Iowa. 
that's uh, that's amazing. Yeah, I, you know it's tough to see. Like, I mean, nationally, she's really gone to sec. She's legitimately yeah. the second she place. Is. Candidate, yeah. She's surging. Insane. Incredible. Yeah. incredible. For someone who we thought she was DOA. Oh yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. As soon as she announced. Yeah. When it came oh, yeah. to the uh, the the, you know, the twenty three me thing. Yeah. 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 Like, you know, mm-hmm. like yeah. But but again, Stu brings out the point. The, the base of that party is a progressive socialist base. Yeah. And so there is no hope for anyone sane on that side. So they're going to slip Joe Biden away for two reasons. He doesn't connect with their base and he's lost touch with the reality. Mm-hmm. Mm. All right. Back in a minute. He's just not a good candidate representing that moderate, yeah. quote unquote moderate. West, before we go into overtime, you have an announcement to make. Yes, uh, uh, last night, and I made the announcement official that I'm running for state chairman of the Republican Party of Texas. Nice. Uh, we have to be very concerned about the left, you know, trying to target this state, uh, much the same as they've done Nevada, Arizona, and uh, Colorado and New Mexico. Mm-hmm. So where can uh, everyone who's watching on television? Westfortexas.com, the number four, westfortexas.com. Westfortexas.com. I have a couple more questions on Texas uh, that we can get into. BlazeTV.com, you gotta go see Overtime. Up next, enjoy bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze TV subscribers. Not a subscriber? Start your free trial at blazetv.com. Colonel, I want to get into a little bit um, about Texas politics because people still, I think, who live here don't realize how much the left is really taking over when it comes to state politics. Sure. Um, <coughs> we were talking off air. There, we got kind of decimated. Bushwhacked. Yeah, yeah, yeah bushwhacked. Uh, yeah, last you election. lost 56 judge seats. You lost uh, 12 state house seats. And when you think about it, I mean, Hillary Clinton was down in Houston, Harris County, talking about flipping the Texas state house. They only need nine seats to do that. Mm-hmm. But wow. their, their formula that you see is that they come into successful red states, fleeing these failing blue states, California, Illinois, New York, New Jersey. And they come into the urban population centers mm-hmm. and they take over those urban population centers and they begin to expand out into the suburbs. The exact same thing is happening mm-hmm. here. When you look at Dallas, you know, you go along the I-34 five corridor, Dallas down to uh, Austin. Waco is threatened because of Chip and Joanna's success. Everyone wants to come to, to Waco now. Yeah. Uh, and San Antonio, Houston, Harris County, El Paso, Corpus Christi. When you look at Tarrant County, the largest red state, uh, one of the largest red states in the country, uh, Ted Cruz didn't even win that state. I mean, that county in his elections against Robert Francis O'Rourke. So we have some big mm. issues to deal with here in Texas because that's their playbook. They did it, as we said, Nevada, Arizona, Colorado, New Mexico, Virginia. They're seeking to do it in Georgia, Florida, North Carolina and Texas. So how, what do you think the best approach is? for, you know, kind of revitalizing. The best approach is to go where they think they're strong, into the inner cities. You know, Mm -hmm. President Trump stumbled upon the fact that the progressive socialist policies fail in the inner cities. Look at Baltimore. Look at any of them. Mm -hmm. And that's where we have to go. And we have to start, you know, with a ground game that wins city council elections, school board elections are very important, county commission seats. But we've got to go back where they think they're strongest because Hispanic communities, black communities are conservative in nature. But we abandoned them. We don't talk to them about it. And the key thing is this, folks. July the 4th of 1867, that's when the Republican Party of Texas was founded. 150 blacks. Mm. Wow. And people don't even know that. No, mm. I, that's no a, idea. Lived in Texas my powerful, entire life. Powerful no statement. 
One of their first chairmen was a black man by the name of Norris Wright Cooney. Wow. Now, at the same time when blacks were founding the Republican Party of Texas, Democrats were founding the Ku Klux Klan. Wow. What a great juxtaposition. Yeah, it sure is. That's huge. I know where all the Buckies are, but I did not know that. <laughs> uh, that you know, I know certain things about Texas, where Whataburgers uh, are. That's pretty important, though. Buckies are. That is pretty important. That, you know. Well, Ed, I'm, before we move on, uh, I do just want to get your thoughts on this as well, because I, it, I feel like it's not just the um, urban communities that there's not enough knowledge being spread about oh, what Republicans stand for. Because yeah. even in, it blew my mind, I would go to these really wealthy um, residential areas in the Dallas, Fort Worth, mm-hmm. um, you know, Metroplex, and I would see Beto signs all mm-hmm. over these giant mansions, Beto signs in the front yard, mm-hmm. uh, Colin Allred, who uh, ended up winning. I know. He's a, I mean, a That's socialist. That's now my con- con- congressional representative. Oh. Mm. I mean, yeah, a Democrat but, but, running but under Democratic but you're socialism, right. and, we, and they win. We don't make that clear delineation between who we are. You know, I tell people it's this. It's equality of opportunity versus quality of outcomes. Mm-hmm. We believe that everyone, no matter where you're born, no matter where you come from, you have the opportunity to achieve whatever greatness you determine for yourself. They believe that they determine your outcomes. Mm-hmm. Right. How simple of a message. And, and also, the, the Republican Party does a terrible job at pointing out the Democrat failures. And they mm-hmm. failed. And you mentioned Baltimore, yeah. Philadelphia, Chicago, New Orleans. Every city you can name that's been run by Democrats for 40, 50, 60 years, they're all poverty-stricken. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're all crime-ridden. And the Democrats have brought nothing but uh, disaster to those cities. And they, and they destroyed the family. In these yeah. other cities, yeah, because of their policies. Um, and to put how you know important this is, to kind of put a fine point on it. Uh, Harry Anton, who is the one of the data analysts uh, at CNN, don't blame him for that. He's actually one of the best in the business. Uh, he's you know really really smart guy and a guy who I have read pieces from him in the past saying this whole idea of the uh, you know a blue state or a red state turning blue in Texas, it's overblown. Blah blah blah. He just wrote something this week that said. You know what? I'm a, I'm a former doubter, and I'm turning into mm-hmm. a believer that this is mm-hmm. actually yeah. possible. Yes. Um, yeah. And if we don't do the things you're talking about, it's, it is going to be legitimately possible. That's scary yeah. coming from him. He's not like some crazy liberal that every single time is on the left side on this stuff. Mm-hmm. We're already purple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and the thing is, when you take over the major population centers, it's just a matter of time when those rural center areas, East Texas, West Texas, they can't make up mm-hmm. because they lose more population than they gain. So no more complacency. Can't be complacent. This yeah. is a fight. The ideological battle for America is right here in the state of Texas. Yeah. Mm. Um, well, it's Friday, so I'm going to give you a, a ridiculous news story uh, before we go. <laughs> Not that, I mean, you know, some of the other stuff we covered was probably equally as ridiculous, but, you know, whatever. It's Greenland. Friday. Stop bashing the Greenland purchase. <laughs> <laughs> um, New York University Gender Studies Department. Oh, here we go. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's all I need to say, yeah. right? Um, they are coming out, hard stance, insisting that milking cows is uh, comparable to sexual abuse <laughs> um, and emotional trauma related to pregnancy and non-consensual Whoa. hormone treatments. Don't you squeeze their teats? You do. <laughs> there is some. Did you get their permission? No. 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 No, no. did not. So unless moo translates into yes, <laughs> which we, we don't know, which we sure. don't know. Well, for maybe sure. the people who are doing it do know that maybe. because they speak cow. That's true. I, 
these are all legitimate questions. I hope they've answered them before they came out with But it's us. not done by people anymore. Most of this is all yeah, machines. Yes, yeah, machines. So, I mean, give me a freaking break. <laughs> we can charge these Leave cars. my milk alone. You tell me I can't eat the cow. Now I can't drink the milk. I mean, what's next? It's true. It's true. And, Stu, you're our, our resident uh, vegetarian. Yes, the America's only conservative vegetarian uh, here. How does this make uh, you feel? I'm uh, very shocked by uh, this. I think uh, it's fascinating. <laughs> Um, I guess we just have to start milking the almonds now. Just a little, <laughs> little almond milking, and then we'll be okay. Uh, I don't well, know. You're, you're not getting almonds, consent from the almonds. Yeah. Cashews, Either. almonds, mm-hmm. coconuts. We're milking. Soy. Have we asked them? We're milking what does soy. What does the coconut think about this situation? We don't know. <laughs> uh, we haven't even asked. So, yeah. <laughs> I, like, to think it's about ridiculous. this as something that's mm-hmm. actually going on at a university. Like, these are the things that are actually being studied. And... This stuff does eventually filter down, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, you have people who are impressionable. They go in there and get beat with this stuff for four years, and they come out thinking that it's these are rational rational arguments. I mean, whether you think it's a good idea to be drinking milk is kind of on your it's a decision you're going to make on your own. Like, the idea that it's a sexual assault issue is <laughs> yeah. not one I had previously considered, I must, I must admit. Pat, Hashtag you, moo too. <laughs> moo too. Pat, do you have kids in college right now? I do. Why? Three. Um... <laughs> Well, they're at a conservative uh, college, but even the conservative colleges are infiltrating. Uh, they're being infiltrated by liberal professors. And, yeah, it's, I don't know. I need to pull them out of there now that I think of it. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it Stop is. Stop payments. I do feel like we're yes. kind of at the, at approaching the cliff, though, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. I, can't, I just can't imagine. You have, a, you have younger kids. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine in 10 years, are people really going to still be paying money to go to college to learn this? I, You know, look, I, I think you're right on this. Uh, I, there's so much of it available online. There's mm-hmm. so much available. If you really want to, you know, you want to chase down specific professions, of course, there's a huge role for college. But it's completely, yeah. it's insane right now. Yeah. You know, one of the big problems about this, and, and it, it makes sense when you stop and think about it, is like when you say basically, as our society has done, you are required to go to college to get any sort of good job. Well, that takes the value away from mm-hmm. college, mm-hmm. right? That if everyone mm-hmm. has it, no longer is it a competitive advantage. Advantage. It's not a competitive advantage anymore. It's just what you have to have. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it turns into a thing where you're going into hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt, potentially, and you walk out of there, you know, living the rest of your life trying to pay it back. I mean, I have relatives who are in this situation right now where they're trying to do things that are basic in their lives, move across the country, um, you know, they they're want to raise their family in a different part of the country. And they have to, every single decision they make is based on how do they make these debt payments. They got a degree in gender studies. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a little yeah. bit better than that, but still, like, yeah. unless it's going to be something that's really going to pay you, you can't yeah. get these things back. I mean, she's in a, mm-hmm. in a great, you know, line of work, and she's helping people, but yeah. it's just, you know, money-wise, it's it's tough to make that work, and so that's why people, I think, will, you know. Many people will run to people like Sanders and Warren who are just saying, you know what, you don't have to worry about that. That that whole agreement you made, you don't you don't have to abide by it anymore. You don't have to pay those things back. That's not a healthy thing for society, but it's mm-hmm. got to be tempting if you're 22 years old and you're seventy five thousand dollars in debt with it with no job. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, but what is the what's the disincentive to those kids that are out there working real hard? Yeah. And uh, you know they mm-hmm. went through college and they are paying back. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Their student loans. It's terrible. Right. I mean, like yeah. you look at someone like especially Sanders' plan in particular. You're going to have a child of a millionaire, a multimillionaire, uh, get their college loans paid off 
while someone who's who came up from poverty mm-hmm. pays their entire loans off the day before Sanders gets in office and they get nothing mm-hmm. like that's mm-hmm. insanity. Right. Uh, you know, it's just it's it's the type of thing that feels wonderful when equality you say quality of outcomes. Yeah, but yeah, equality of outcomes is what they want. And it's not it's not something that America was ever meant to provide. Nope. Yeah. Uh, Stu, I believe you have a. Uh Oh, yeah, we're talking about the vegan train here. Um, This one's fantastic, I think. So uh, everyone on Earth has to live by economic law, unfortunately, even vegans in Berkeley. It's sad, (laughs) but it's true. This is a restaurant in in Berkeley. They make, like, sort of craft vegan food, okay? And they post something about, you know, one of their new offerings. And a person who loves the restaurant chimes in here at the top. They say, hey, I just enjoyed a meal here. Favorite spot to eat out, but I won't be back. They raise their prices 30%. Thank you for uh, outpricing the working poor vegans in Berkeley. Gid bless. I don't know who Gid is, but I hope he's blessed them uh, after this. And I shouldn't say it could be a female. I don't know. I'm sorry, Sarah. I don't know how to identify. Yeah, be careful. I don't know who Gid is. But uh, responding not from Gid, but from the actual restaurant, restaurant, this is what they say. Um, it's not from a place of greed. All of Berkeley is raising prices or closing up shop. Mm. We're about a dollar above Veggie Grill, which is kind of like a you know fast food um, vegetarian place. Um, or right on par, which says a lot about an owner-operated business making high-quality in-house mm-hmm. products. Minimum wage has gone up three times since go. we've opened. Berkeley, I know, this there is amazing. <laughs> Berkeley right now is almost so the highest great. in the country. Mm-hmm. If, we, if we didn't raise prices, we would need to close our doors, bottom line. Mm-hmm. Mm. I mean, think about that. Like, here is like... A you know, look, we, it winds up going into politics all the time. But these are real people. This is someone who I'm sure has supported every policy every time they've raised the, the wages. No question. But, you know, you try to run a business. What's the real reality on the ground? I mean, you know, this isn't someone who's doing this because they're right wing hate mongers that are just out for profit. They're trying to serve craft vegan food to Berkeley. Uh, but still, <laughs> yeah. even they have to live by economic rules, and, and it winds well, up being it costs people more and it hurts the community. Bernie Sanders had to live by those economic rules when he ex- decided to accept $15 minimum wage for his staff. Guess what he had to oh, do? Yeah. He had to lay off some yeah. of his yep. staff. Cut yeah. back hours, lay off staff. Yeah, I right. mean, it's real. And, uh, you know, they can get on stage and say all these things are free. But just like the college thing, we're going to wind up paying for these things in massive ways in the relatively near future if we allow this stuff to go forward. Yep. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Yesterday's poll, who will be the next 2020 Democratic contender to drop out? Mm. 40% of you said John Delaney. Uh, 20% said Gillibrand. Uh, 31% said Robert Francis, our good friend Robert Francis. 9% said Spartacus Cory Booker. Um, it's interesting. We were just talking about yeah. Delaney. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, so of those four, I would definitely go Gillibrand. Yeah, that's um, what I—that's yeah. what my vote would be too. Gillibrand has some money from her Senate campaign, so she's got some decent cash laying around. Delaney's personally wealthy, so he's—he's he's never had a lot of donations. He's just paying for all of this yeah. himself. He can stay in basically as long as he feels like he, he wants to. He just can't to. qualify necessarily for the no, for the big base. Yeah, yeah. Which is kill him. I don't think Gillibrand will either. Booker will. He already has. Beto already has. So yeah. th- they're not going to be dropping out anytime soon. Plus, they both have. I mean, Beto in particular had a very good first day of fundraising, then a very bad everyday. Sale. Uh, but also has some personal wealth as well. Uh, Booker has enough money to stay. He'll be there for a while. He'll make it to Iowa. I think Beto, I think probably Beto will as well, unless he decides to go after the Senate seat. Do you think that's possible? 
Right now, they are not courting O'Rourke for that. There's MJ Hager, mm -hmm. the uh, former Air Force medevac pilot that they're really looking at putting mm -hmm. up against Cornyn because they want that identity politic contrast. Mm -hmm. And I think Well, that but Beto's Hispanic, so... You didn't know that? <laughs> I thought his nickname was Bob. <laughs> Shame on me. Uh, and then today's poll... Did Israel make the right move by not letting Ilan Omar and Rashida Tlaib in? Obviously, I think probably since this poll was written, Israel said, okay, you can come in and visit your sick grandmother, but we all know how that worked out. Yep. Um, but the, but the, the question still remains, should you let people in who don't believe in your right to exist and who yeah. support a movement that your laws very clearly state you don't let people in who believe it. Right. Do you make a legal exception for someone like Rashida Tlaib or no. Ilan Omar? And to me, the answer is no. no. Remember, they're carving out no. an exception to let them in. It's not, it's not the default. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, you know, to me, I'd say absolutely not. Well, the question is, if someone were to say, Sarah, I, I, I hope you die. Yeah. Uh, I don't want <laughs> you. I, I want your family to, to live in poverty. Would you invite them over to dinner? Uh, I think I'm going to pass on that one. <laughs> Thank you very that's much. A, that's a hard pass on that. Common gonna, sense. They're going to clip that. And you're going to be saying, Sarah, I hope I want you to die, and now it's going to be all over the campaign ads. I no. mean, <laughs> Sarah and I are going to give a hug after okay. this. We are. We will. We will. Uh, let us know what you guys think. You can go to The Blaze's Twitter. That is at The Blaze. Can I say one last yes, thing? Yes, please. Today is National Airborne Day because 79 years ago, the first U.S. Army Airborne Test Platoon jumped from the skies. And of course, you know, mm. four years later, the 82nd and 101st jumped into Normandy. So to all of my airborne paratroop brothers, happy Airborne Day. Oh, cool. that's nice. awesome. And again, your website, westfortexas.com. West the number four, westfortexas.com. If you want to help support the colonel here uh, in his bid, thank you for joining us again. Always a pleasure. And uh, we'll see you guys Monday. Hey, it's the weekend. It's the weekend. We made it. We made it. We're uh, hopefully no tweets come out. Oh my God. Of course they will. Of course. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.